The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, giddy up. It's Friday. Raye, as they say it, and we've got one heck of a breakdown for you guys today. Uh, listen, some people think this is a straightforward breakdown. It's not. It's very complex. I'm going to tell you why. But first, today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good. It's scary. You have stumbled into the Failure to Stop podcast channel, the number one show where police meet society and culture. We got something for first responders five days a week, starting off with Mondays. We got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We, we even have a show that drops on Saturday. We got a Patreon. We got a paid YouTube. We got all the goods. Uh, and I'm joined by my host, my co-host, as always, the easy breezy, beautiful Drew <laughs> Breezy. Beautiful. <clears throat> beautiful is a very strong word, but thank you for allowing me to be here and into your living rooms or wherever I am right now. Your little tiny cell phones. Did you manscape your beard today? I did. I sure did. I used the beard, the bearded package. I love the bearded package. The beard package. Look, Father's Day is coming up. Memorial Day weekend's coming up. Get daddy something great from our sponsors, ghostbed.com or Manscaped. By the way, I was just checking out Ghostbed's new deals. I'm a little bit angry at the new deal on the Lux mattress because it's all the way down to 1500 bucks for the Lux. I think it was like three grand, like 30 something. Wow. But so that Memorial Day sales got it down to like 1500. Bam, dude. The they're, they're, they're getting ready to spoil or they're they're gonna spoil soon. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> um, so anyway, we have a we got a breakdown today. We've got uh this is a breakdown coming out of Los Angeles. This is a deputy, a female deputy, uh, that was involved in a shooting. And a lot of people have a lot to say about it. And I was very shocked because there are some people that I you know, I mean, of course, listen, I don't lose respect because of somebody's opinion. Um, I just feel like I wish some of these psychologists and some of these psychiatrists that I watch that break down cases. Sometimes I wish that they would maybe reach out to a real cop and just ask simple questions because I feel like had they had known the answers to a couple of questions, they might would have swung this a little bit differently. That's why I try not to know too much about politics, because if you don't know what's going on, why somebody chose to do something or what deals they made. I mean, you can look like a real ass. Uh, so you've got to really do your homework. And so, uh, but that's why we started this show, folks. This is why we started that show because this show is, is because mainstream media will always fail to give you the totality of the circumstance. We know that mainstream media has an agenda. Look, we learned this week from the Durham report. By the way, if you're a first responder of any kind, I know you have the time to do this in your cop car and it's probably work safe. Uh, you should Google uh, the Durham report, and you should read it. It's 310 pages. I wouldn't read all 310, but it's pretty easy to navigate on what's important. Um, and if that isn't, I mean, that should be a lesson to every civilian. The politicians aren't going to fix this, guys. This is definitely one of those things that only us as American citizens can fix. I don't know if that's by voting, because I feel like at this point, all these politicians are just absolutely garbage. Um, but I'll tell you one thing, politicians can't clean that up. Have you seen that report? True. I have. <clears throat> I haven't read it in its entirety yet. Um, I watched some of the more um, trusted uh, sources I trust, like uh, attorneys like Viva Fry and uh, actually Fleckus. Uh, if, if even Alan Dershowitz, you know, who is Hillary Clinton's like 
really big friend, big donor, does a lot of stuff with her, um, you know, tenured Harvard guy. Uh, even what he said, he was like, look, man, she's my friend. Like I voted for her. I give her money. Uh, but this report is not, you know, if you're going to look at it objectively, you have to investigate Hillary Clinton after this. Yeah. Um, well, but it's not, uh, you know, the question if it's going to happen and th there's a uh, word that has come out that they shut down three FBI investigations into the Clinton and Clinton's and the Clinton foundation. Um, during that time span i mean so even with the think about you know what people forget about a, a lot is the the big meeting that loretta lynch had on the runway with uh with bill clinton during the campaign if you remember that it was right before the the voting um or the 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 um when he came out with the hard drive decision when uh, james comey came out with the hard drive decision um but <clears throat> there was that secret meeting that you know nobody is privy to then all of a sudden they make this decision not to file any charges in the in the hillary clinton case of destroying all these emails they've evaded any type of law and order for years her counterpart uh, you know one of her like proteges debbie wasserman schultz i was watching yesterday the the hearing of the whistleblowers yeah on, wow uh, what a so can i give you my perspective on that yeah, really fast do. before we dive into the breakdown um <clears throat> were you ever familiar with wwf the um wrestling yes the smackdown yeah. wcw you yeah. know um i watched that a lot growing up and you know when you're a kid it's hard to de to determine what's real and what's fake in wrestling until you're older and you realize it's all fake when i watched that I felt like 17 year old me revisiting WCW on a Saturday morning where I was like, Oh my God, this is all fake. It was that, that was, that was all a distraction. That argument wasn't real. Why wouldn't the Republicans just give them a copy of the transcripts? How can, how can you question no, that's, testimony? You can't read the testimony. <clears throat> that's not it at all. I don't know. What what part, if you just caught a part of that? But I just caught the fight, like them arguing back. The and fight forth is back, essentially give the like give us the testimony. Like that's all. They fake. want that's the testimony staged. of a. They want the testimony of a closed door hearing between whistleblowers and congressional members. It wasn't on the record. They brought those witnesses in there for that reason, for those Democrats to to ask questions. The Democrats are just playing games because well, what they kind of want. What questions can you ask if you don't? If you're not privy to the testimony, if you don't know what this whistleblower is, even. Well, 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 hold on a second. They they have whistleblower complaints. They like you got to protect the whistleblower. That's the check and balance of this whole thing. That's the whole point of a whistleblower. Like so, you don't retaliate against them. But and, he's already and, been retaliated against. That's what the hearing was for, correct? Exactly. That's exactly the point. So why would you want to further give them uh, any kind of? Uh, listen, you've got to protect the whistleblower. If if not, no one is ever going to come forward. And this is the whole point of the hearing. They keep saying over and over, every agent is saying the same thing. It's going to have a chilling effect on every single agent. Nobody wants to come forward. My life has been turned upside down. I have, I can't, they won't allow me to get a job anywhere else. They've cut off my income. They've killed my security clearance and they've besmirched my, uh, my, uh, my whole um, uh, reputation and the Democrats are on there making it political as usual, not looking at it objectively and saying things like, you know, uh, questioning their loyalty to America. You know, somebody who sat on her fat ass and, and was probably paid to be elected into a position who's done nothing for fucking America 
is questioning this two combat tour marine slash 20 year fucking fbi guy no fucking sympathy from here N- none whatsoever right but uh, I, th- I think from like from the way i look at it i maybe i'm obviously i'm wrong and you know more about this than i do look i'm a c student at best but the way i saw it is that this hearing was to look into the retaliation that the fbi had against these guys yes because the, they whistle blew so right but they whistle we have to know and, what they blew <laughs> or who no, they blew right but the, uh, they're they they have access to all that they're making it sound like that they don't have access to any of the but files what they were saying is that the files were just like complaints about like their security no. killings being pulled if they knew that then why would they need the files so so w- w- the point is this they met with a republican congressional dele- uh, delegation and express their concerns so that became the committee the the whistleblower has the right to say i don't want to share that information with that member that member and that member it's their information it's their complaint that they're bringing forward it's i, I totally if, agree if it's with a the, bombshell if it's a bombshell whistleblower right okay that means that right. he's coming out with something that's horrendous that the fbi has done like the right and they have privy, they have access to all that but they've twisted that which is a full a whole other reason to not give them what private conversations so you don't think that that display yesterday you don't think that was fake you don't think you don't think that that was just a big distraction so america doesn't really get to know what's going on like i I felt like i was just given the appearance by that hearing yesterday that like oh guys we're doing something about it but they didn't really do anything all they did was argue and bicker about transparency and i was just like just give them the fucking testimony and let no. these guys question the student let's blow this thing no. wide open because no, i have no idea what? what's going on here what do these guys even blow okay let's let's since they've politicized it and you're falling for that political i am falling for it but I, okay. i'm i'm looking so, at it so as let me they're ask you all this. being tricksy okay so like, let me i ask have this. no doubt i have no doubt that the fbi agents have something awesome yeah and have some real corruption to blow wide open but what i see going on in the in the uh hearing room there was just a whole bunch of distractions so we never got to actually hear what they no. were blowing the doors off of you, but giving you us have, the appearance you have full yeah, access weird. to the witnesses you have full access to the whistleblowers you get five minutes a shot you can ask them anything you want instead of wasting your time pounding your fucking hand on the table with your stupid purple hair you can ask them ask? anything you want but when they have a private conversation that that is not part of the hearing it needs to stay private it, how else okay so let's let's take this from from uh let's let's just move this down to a, a sexual harassment complaint within a police department okay you are being sexually harassed by we'll we'll come up with a, a just John, by, John yeah bates. by somebody named jonathan Red. bates okay you're you're being harassed by somebody named jonathan bates and you're uncomfortable about it right if you go and jonathan bates is your sergeant Yep. And you go to Jonathan Bates and say, hey, I'm going to um, I'm going to file a complaint on your sexual harassment. What do you think Jonathan Bates is going to do to you? Like, it's not going to get any further than that. The, he's right. going to cut you off at the pass. He's going to get yep. to your chain of command. So you have the right as a whistleblower to go directly to Jonathan Bates's commander, right. who we'll call Red in this because I was going to make her the 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 harassy oh she's she's not even a harasser she's a straight raper (laughs) all right so so you have the right as a whistleblower to tell whoever you want to tell right you 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 don't you you don't so nobody is privy to that information especially if they are the ones weaponizing okay so if i go to my if i go to the captain and i say he touched me on the ass he goosed me 
gave me a little. <laughs> and this is Jonathan Bates, right? Jonathan Bates goosed me right. uh-huh. in the locker little... room while I wasn't wearing any underwear. A little, yes, a little half knuckle goose right in the tail, With his ass right in the beehole. And um, and I didn't appreciate it, and I thought it was disgusting. And then uh, he smelled his finger afterwards. Now, if that comes out, they were like, "Whoa, bombshell news that Tanty's dropping. He just blew the whistle on his corrupt, sexual harassing supervisor, Sergeant. This is nuts, and we're gonna have a hearing about it in front of the Ethics Committee of Raleigh, North Carolina, the Civilian Review Board, whatever it is, the equivalent to this uh, committee that we saw yesterday." And they all line up before and they're like, all right, go ahead. Ask uh, Eric uh, anything that you want about the allegations. And they're like, well, like, what were the, like, what are the allegations? Like, what they, was his testimony? What did, he that, say though, he, what, what did he say happened? No, they're, they're privy to all that. They're making you believe that they're not like privy they to all that. that. What they're not privy to is the original memo that, that Jonathan Bates wrote after you touched his, after he uh, touched your But beetle. my thing is, is like, why wouldn't they need to see that? Like I wouldn't, I would be like, okay, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, first, if, if I'm gonna make an allegation that he goosed me in the butthole, I think he should be able to see like the exact. But the, like, they, what they, I they, him of they are. You're missing the, the point. They are. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's back up a little bit too. Okay, back me up. I, I don't want to keep intertwining the two cases because Jonathan Bates touched you in the beehole. Right. I want you that to really know happened. though that in previous hearings or in previous settings, the Democrats have used what the whistleblower said and leaked it to the media. So. It's got nothing to. It's got a lot to do with privacy. Like you, you, you can't be trusted with this information, first of all. And it is our right to say who, what we're going to say. We're witnesses brought before this congressional committee, and you can ask me anything you want. Fire away. You have the information. What I'm saying, in other words, the, the, you have the uh, the information that Jonathan Bates is the guy. Jonathan Bates touched you in the beehole. Jonathan yeah. Bates touched you while you were naked and yeah. Jonathan Bates did whatever you already have that information. Okay. So what Jonathan, uh, but what you talk to the commander about is nobody's fucking business. It's you, it's your right as a, as a victim slash whistleblower. And to further prove this, if this was, if this wasn't the case, why were they working so hard as Democrats to say they are not whistleblowers? They're just witnesses. They're, they're working so hard to discredit the fact that they're whistleblowers. They're just saying they're witnesses. We, we don't, we, you know, so anything what did that you they take, tell What was your takeaway then from yesterday, other than like theatrics and a disgusting display? My takeaway is this. They, the Democrat side is trying to discredit five guys, four guys who are actual whistleblowers who said, I work in the FBI I confronted my supervisory chain of command about some very nefarious anti-constitutional shit. And they not only stripped my fucking security clearance, they held my goods. uh, They they transferred me somewhere and they held my goods of my family in storage because they suspended me without pay and they wouldn't give me access to my own shit. They won't approve me to get employment elsewhere because they hold my employment, though they're uh, keeping me um, employed without pay. Uh, so this is all stemming from making me do unconstitutional shit that was right, born out FBI of the that Miami. was born that was born out of the Washington field office. Yeah. So you even had a guy from the Boston field office saying, "Hey, we're not going to open these fucking investigations for people that just showed up at January 6th because it's a, it's a peaceful protest." 
at that point and you need to show us where they violated and the people that were the the people from the washington field office said no you need to give us specific timestamps because we can't show you everything because there were fbi agents inside the capitol fbi agents and confidential human sources inside the capitol and outside and we got to protect them we can't just give you all the footage so they right. further proved that there was FBI agitation. Then they went so far as to say, "No, y- you're going to have to write. Uh, you're going to have to start harassing these people using your badge as the FBI." And again, uh, not again, but if it's what are the what do we tell everybody when they're an FTO? If it's unethical or illegal, you don't you don't do it. So right. they did that. They expressed their concerns, and what happened? They got punished. And then when you bring them before a committee, and the other side, the one that's the one that's actually guilty of this, because let's get back to the Durham report. This is the, now they're panicking because the stuff's starting to come out. They're all they're doing is discrediting them. They're not using that information as part of the case. They're just using. So as whistleblowers, you you have the right to meet with your congressman. You have the, you, you have the right to meet with your representatives and have a private conversation and say, look, I don't want this information to leave this room. Uh, and you can ask me anything you want in that hearing. But here's here's generally what, what happened. Here's exactly what happened. And the rest of it, they'll have the, the Democrats have. It's not like they're going in blind like. Okay, like they, they don't have to go on a fishing expedition. They know exactly what the complaint is. And then the on top thing of that, just had like super WCW vibes to me. I mean, I watched it. I was embarrassed for our country watching it. Like, I just thought it was ultra embarrassing. I, I see. I like see everybody it the was other acting way. like a child. I, I, I say this. No, because it, this is this gets back to the discount. This gets back to the coupon code that I always talk about. When you go into a, a, a discount, uh, when you go into a store and somebody says, well, that's half off today, are you going to say, mm, I'm paying full price. Don't give me half off. <laughs> no, you're going to take the fucking discount. So so why wouldn't, why would, if procedure is set up that says a whistleblower does not have to disclose this personal communication between them and the Republicans, why are you just going to say, yeah, you know what, Debbie Wasserman Schultz? In good faith, I'll give this to you. Fuck that. It, right. The rules, the rules like say maybe, you don't maybe have you don't have to, to give so it to her, but, but it's also like the way you say things and the way you articulate things. And I think like just this every time that these guys all get together, because that's not the only time that they've all been yelling at each other in that, that hearing no, room. I, I get it, but it's it's rules <clears throat> and procedures and they're already established. I mean, we, could you it, imagine if that was the way it worked in a courtroom? <clears throat> Like in the court, it is how it works in a courtroom sometimes, but that's the thing. They're just trying to get to shout stuff out to get it on the record, and it's got it's it doesn't belong in that hearing. That's why he keeps saying, No, are you making a point of order? Are you making he like there's procedure and it's been around since what 1776 or so? I mean, there's procedure for this. Sail the ocean blue, yeah, right. That was in the fifth, that that was that was in the 1800s, but. So, <laughs> crisscrossed, crisscrossed. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I am uh, totally. Listen, just follow the procedure. You've got the witness in front of you. Ask whatever you want of the witness. If you want to discredit them, and and what Debbie Wasserman Schultz kept saying was, you know, she's pulling out these tweets saying. Uh, this one agent said, you know, FBI is a trash organization and she's conflating that with law enforcement. So he's saying, so she is saying that he is saying, so you hate all of law enforcement. You want to defund all of law enforcement and you're, you know, the Republicans want to defund the police. 
they're fucking liars. Don't give them anything you don't have to give them. It's it's the same in criminal defense. Like it, as if I'm defending you as a criminal, as a as a defendant, say you touch Jonathan's beehole. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the courtroom and look at the prosecutors and say, hey, open book, anything you need, you got. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. It's it's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And and the burden of proof is on them. So I'm I am definitely for what happened in that hearing yesterday. I think one side is trying to just discredit the other side is trying to say hey this actually exists and yeah so but like here that's, look at that's their that is my point man like th- this is a this is what what is the name of the, the hearing yesterday it was the uh corruption whatever <laughs> weaponization, FBI, of, the, weaponization of the department of justice Boy, so like shouldn't all of them be trying to figure out if it's being weaponized or not. So like, what, point, what is Eric? all this confusion? What is all this theatrics? Like it's, that's it's not exactly getting to point. the point. That's not like, that's not an, that's not how an investigation works. They're, they're not, they're, they're not objectively looking at anything that the Democrats are not objectively looking at anything. What they're trying to do is discredit it before. It that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's all part that's, of the game. Like if it was a real investigation, if whoever formed that committee really cared about the truth, they wouldn't put all those wackadoodles in the same room together. They would say like, well, let's find no, we an outside them. source. That's our fault. We, fuck, we elected those wackadoodles. But but the, here's the other the other part of that. Let's just put the shoe on the other foot. Do you think? Do you think any of the? Why do you think that they limited who they were going to put in the January sixth committee? Why do you think they put Adam? Well, Kissinger, yeah, and the same with Adam, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, right. Like assassination uh, committee. Uh, what's what's her name? Uh, uh, Steve Cheney or whatever her name is. But it's all uh, terrible like, though. Like this is all exactly. Very bad. They're like, not this true. Whole- has been They're not representative very, very of the the rest of the country. We're supposed to have representatives in there to to speak our piece, and and you can't tell me Debbie Wasserman Schultz constituents are like, yeah, just go after those, go for the throat on those FBI agents and discredit this before it gets off the ground. No, they just yeah. want a fair hearing. She's she's right. taking it upon herself to toe the party line and do whatever Chuck Schumer tells her to do, and Which that's it's just, that's it's not so... true representation. It's so like this whole week, I feel like I feel like this has been the worst week for America in the last yeah. many years. Like since COVID, this has been like the worst week for America. Uh I, I just think that justice on all levels hasn't been served the entire week from the Hunter Biden uh tax debacle, the Durham report, uh okay. Google's uh, vice president disappearing for the Epstein stuff. Okay, so, so stop for a second. Hold on a second. Now, absent the Epstein stuff, because I think both sides are complicit. But you talked the the worst part, uh, the worst things that have happened over the past couple of years, COVID. Yeah. Who is responsible for all the lockdowns? Who is responsible it, for yeah. the draconian? Okay, so then yeah. we go to the Durham report. Right. Who is responsible for committing crimes to to spy on american citizens subvert a, a campaign and commit in my opinion seditious conspiracy yeah to subvert the election okay google big tech being involved in that who are they in bed with the republicans or the democrats I, i'm just saying yeah, like yeah, every I, I single bad thing that you're saying is you, you get yeah, one it's, side it's all been on like, the, it's been very left it's been all on the left this this, yeah, this like, week um but it, it really does feel like that we the people have lost control like we have no control. oh there's no doubt no control um there's no doubt it's it's it's, is, uh, it's dark the, money yeah you know the, yeah, like the, u.s citizens Cuomo have getting lost out control. 
all that stuff that came out this week too with the Cuomo stuff and the bribes and that they're not going to be charged. Um, nope. man, it's just, why would insane. they be insane? It is so insane. Uh, and, and by the way, you know what they, you know what they keep falling back on? They, they just like, when you start saying things like this or asking, but first of all, this, the Durham report is not a big deal in any news station. I, I quit watching Fox news. Because I don't know, man. Honest, like, I, I don't know. I even heard anybody say anything good about the Durham report. Like not, from I know, but inside, not from CNN, like CNN tried to polish it up, which come on, let's face it. CNN is, is has the worst ratings out of any news station. So yeah, they're playing who really up. gives a fuck. Nobody's watching that unless you're like, you know, a 75 year old a liberal librarian librarian. Um, but like, even they were like, the, the reporter said, well, uh, you know, with the Durham report, it didn't give the Republicans exactly what they were looking for. However, it doesn't look good for Hillary Clinton or the, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, wait, no, that's exactly what the Republicans yeah. were looking for in the Durham report. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Well, but does, you, they didn't get what they wanted. Of course, the they Republicans weren't got what they wanted. The Republicans weren't looking for anything. That's why they appointed a special counsel. That's why. That's why they appointed an an un, un, an independent party, basically, to do this. Durham, and, and so he represents America, not both sides, and and he right. did a good job. I mean, it's not so. Even if this were say that the shoe were on the other foot, say the say the um, Russia, 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 whatever the whatever you want to call it, the Russia hoax, say that you know the independent council with with Robert Mueller found all of this stuff about Donald Trump. Ooh, that's bad. Like fucking get rid of that dude. Throw him in. Pr- throw him right. under the prison. Throw his whole right. family in prison. But oh, and by the way, I skipped one a minute ago. The Biden family uh, investigation that's kind of being swept under the rug. Who's what party is that emanating out of? Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's one. And I, it's funny that we're having this discussion. I saw a little clip with Michael Franzese, the the. Uh, oh the yeah, we've had him underboss. on the show. Yeah, yeah, Franzese. good dude. Uh, he uh well i mean you know he's definitely got a pass but but he sure. says uh, he goes um he in his discussion it was uh well we always whenever we approached anybody in politics we always approached the democrats it's, it's <laughs> it was like a no-brainer to him and and the question was well why i mean and he was like they're the easiest to corrupt you you just easily corruptible they just it's the low morality you give money you get what you want done and in it's in yep. like it's almost like shame on America, not maybe not shame on well, the fucking. Th- that's obvious point. because of the the whole Cuomo like if, like the what one bribe that they took for like thirty six thousand dollars was like literally like we'll wave all the red tape for your building if you just give us thirty six thousand dollars like that's totally mob boss like New York yeah. like you read that in a book, um, and I just thought that was hilarious. But listen, today's show is uh, it, it, this breakdown is not about that. But, you know, we like to go over what's in the news really quick. And I just think the big news of the week, uh, you know, wasn't really law enforcement related. Well, it is, you know, because people broke the law, <laughs> committed crimes and they're well, not, not being held accountable for it. And right. I said on last call on Thursday that uh, that it starts with you as a police officer, because all these people started at the bottom, just like a street cop starts at the bottom. And whenever you bend and break, whenever you change your report just a little bit so that you don't ruffle any feathers or because you, you know, a supervisor wants you to do something that's slightly unethical or, you know, wants you to nature change your report or something like that. When you start doing those things at a lower level yeah. to just kind of not ruffle any feathers, but by the time you make captain or chief, you're doing really big shit. And that's how this all starts. So uh, at the end of the day, guys, please, uh, you know, just try to be a little bit more moral and ethical. And if you're ever going to run for even local politics. Um, I mean, you, you're not going to listen to me anyway. 
you're right. too far gone if you're running. So I always uh, start with the it starts with the wind test. Have you, do you know what a wind test is with with like a minimal amount of marijuana? I mean, things are things are different now because weed is like it's almost illegal to not possess weed. But, right. um, you know, back when I was coming up, you had old school FTOs that were like not willing to write the report. And it was, you know, possession of marijuana under 20 grams is basically a you know, as a misdemeanor, but it was also just like just above a, a traffic ticket. So right. they didn't want to go through all the fucking motions of throwing somebody in jail. So they gave it the wind test as you're driving 55 down right. the yeah, yeah. highway. You get like, hey, let me test this and see if it's marijuana. Oh, it just went out the window. But that's where it all starts. That's 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 the corruption. You, you're you're given um, uh, uh, discretion. Certainly, as a law enforcement officer, you're the introduction into the criminal justice system, but you have Ooh, to use that very So what do you think about this? Like, do you think it's unethical if you see a bag of weed to just ignore it? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, now, like I said, weed's a lot different, but what's what, how it's going to take 15 minutes out of your day to do a found property report and put oh, it in evidence to, for for destruction. OK, and let me let me give you a, a complete reason why uh, we had a, a jail case where in the public restroom of the lobby of one of our jails, there was, uh, we, we got information that there was cocaine being distributed or bring, being brought into the jail. Okay, well, one day the maintenance man at the jail, is he pulls out the trash can and there's like a baggie of coke in there. So he tells the two deputies at the front desk, hey, you, you might want to take a look at this. So the FTO and the deputy go over there and they're like hmm, yeah well we can't really test it so we're in a bathroom what's the most natural thing to do so they fucking th they flush it down the toilet well little did they know my partners not me i wasn't involved in the investigation in this sense but my partners had been working a fucking month-long investigation into the introduction of contraband any amount of contraband is a danger right. to every single deputy in there sure and they're just like look it's a fucking it's time to get off it's a minimal amount of fucking i don't even know if it's right. coke or man that could be fucking foot powder just flush that shit down well. and that's what that guy taught as an fto to that that rookie it's all fucking important. You have no idea where it falls in the piece of the puzzle. So why not take the 10 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes to write? I, I think it's property? different when you find it in a jail than when you are searching uh, somebody's car, I guess. But, but, but so, no, I mean, I agree with you. It's a hard, it's like ethical question, doing the right thing when no one's looking. It's a, it's always tough, you know? And, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's easy to justify. And I think that's, you're right. I think that's where it starts. It's like when you start trying to justify shit and like, how yep. far does it go? And by the time you make it, you know, I think it's it's easier for me just because I said I'm never going to get promoted. Like, I won't allow myself. I never took the <laughs> test. I never did it. So I didn't give a shit. I was going to be a street cop till the day I died. That was going to be it. But um, but uh, anyway, let's go ahead and dive into today's show. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry we went down that role. But, I mean, it's important, man. Listen, if you this really affects all of us, guys. It's, it's, it's really not something to take lightly. And I know that we hate politics, you know, and, well, I hate politics. Well, you know, if you don't know, you're part of the problem. Right now, uh, yeah, and I'm, right I'm now not, is the time to be into politics because we're losing we're losing our country very quickly. We're I, I'm not our seeing this as politics, though. Like this is and well, we're going to see right, in this right, case, right. this is law enforcement, because if I had cheated in any any law enforcement action or activity that I had done, you know, who's coming down on me? The FBI. The FBI is going to indict me for corruption right. and the U.S. attorney's office is going to put me in fucking prison for 40 or 50 years. And now come to find out 
they are the worst. They're fucking 10 times worse than anything I've ever fucking seen or heard. You know what oh, I'm saying? So Darren was this is a law enforcement issue. The ABC uh, in North Carolina. Um, that's right. uh, Stop it. <laughs> um, all right. So this is going to be a case out of uh, L.A. County. And, um, and and what draw my attention to this case is, one, it's, a, it's white on white. So we get to take out the race thing finally. And that feels good. Um, but this is in Santa Clarita and Valencia, which is, you know, a pretty nice area uh, considering L.A. County. Um, it's and it's just going to be at a mall. And but it, what, what drew my attention mostly to this case is what everybody has to say about it. And um, I just think a lot of people are kind of getting this case wrong in some very minor ways, but it's leading to bigger discussions. And I like that and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and, and so what I'd like to first is, is address some of the questions. A lot of people have seen this case. If you have it, we'll go ahead and start this, this video. We'll start it by showing you the story. We'll, we'll play the video for you really fast. Um, and then I'm going to just go into kind of what everybody has to say about the case. And then what we have to say about the case, and we'll break it down step by step because there is, although it looks, it appears to be, clear cut and concise she's either wrong or she's right depending on what your opinion is there's actually a lot of law that goes into this there's a lot of psychology that goes into this and it's really not it's really not as easy i mean it's, it's a little bit easier to say one way or the other than just having an opinion based she's wrong or she's right uh and the law will will, will show us uh what the outcome of this case is going to be it hasn't gone to trial or anything so do you want the uh, well she hasn't been Indicted. No. Do, do you know. want the uh, news clip first, or do you want the body cam? Well, sure. Let's do the news clip first. January 11th, after the Valencia Mall is closed, this 911 call brought out an L.A. Sheriff's deputy. Um, do you want us to come there and trespass him? Yeah, basically. A lone deputy found 50-year-old Christopher Mercurio near the entrance of Macy's. I'm just coming over because the security for the mall. Yeah, I'm oh. not going to move at all. I will actually kill every comes here. The deputy tried to reason with the man, even as he showed signs of mental illness. I am security for the whole country. Security video from the shopping center shows the way Mercurio continued to move toward the deputy, even as her warnings became urgent. You better step back, dude. Step back. I'm going to your ass up. Okay, you better step back right I now. I said, get the f out of here step now. Back. Step back. Right now. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight. This fight. He struck her in the head and face, which brought out this response. Get up. Stop. You don't stop. I shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you, dude. Shoot. Get off me. Get up. Get up. What's the urgency? Request a backup. We often ask retired LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey to analyze officer-involved incidents. She believes the deputy made a mistake that led to the man's death. When you have the resources to confront him, then you do. There's no reason. I, I, I certainly would never put myself in a position as a lone female to uh, confront a man. I would never. Because you didn't do a lick of work your entire fucking career. Surprisingly, sides with the deputy. I feel so bad for the family uh, who lost the gentleman. Uh, but in her circumstances, I will see whether she had any other option but to fight for her life and to protect her gun and protect herself. Yeah, so w w real quick, right off the bat, you can look at this lady that's talking to the news. She already has like a set made up behind her that was completely pre-planned by her. This is one of those political police that I say are poisoning the profession. She only wants to be 
in some kind of political limelight or media or you know i she's got an agenda right she's got an agenda she's not a real cop she's not a real street cop you can tell by everything about her that she's never been a real cop um and and i disagree with literally everything she says everything she says um and in the news of course is going to cherry pick a lot of this and a lot of people that are breaking this case down are cherry picking what the news already cherry picked so we'll start by the mental illness part because that's what the news really likes to focus on really quick and that's when um when he says i'm security for the world um that is a pretty damning statement if you're a psychiatrist and a psychologist that is pretty uh evident right that that's a lot of evidence that he has mental illness and one of the psychologists said that this that this female shot this man because she was trying to protect her ego and that cops notoriously have ego problems and that she was either not trained or couldn't comprehend even after being trained empathy for mental health because he says very clearly i'm security for the world bitch now also let me just stop let me just start there because that one i really like this psychologist i think they get it right a lot of times but when you say something like that when when an event like this has taken place this female cop probably didn't even hear that or process it and he is right. She was probably not capable of processing that because she was scared. And I'll tell you why she was scared. And I've, we did a, we did an episode called, is it a crime? Is it criminal to be a coward? Is it a crime to be a coward? Um, I don't know that she's a coward at all. Uh, I wouldn't say she's a coward, but I'd say she's afraid and she's scared. Uh, anytime that you're confronted with somebody that's bigger than you, whether you're a guy cop or a girl cop, anytime that somebody outweighs you or is bigger than you, um, and has their hands in their pockets and is mentally unstable and may or may not be on drugs, you're going to be a little bit scared and frightened. Now, also they talk about like, where was her backup? Why didn't she wait for backup? Where was her backup? Well, remember we've defunded the police and we've treated the police like shit for a very long time. And police have fled the profession in record numbers. We have officers all over the country who are getting shot, who are getting into extreme situations because we don't have backup. Some people said, why doesn't, why don't people, why don't cops ride together? One, I don't know if there's enough cops to, to ride together at all. This is a low priority trespassing call, low priority. So it's going to be dispatched right to one officer, especially in LA County. You're not tying up. You're not tying up three people for this. You don't have the resources. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Uh, I, I do. I, I'll play devil's advocate. I, I'm not going to give away my position just yet. Go ahead. When he says uh, I'm security for the world and you take that in totality with what he's wearing, just the same as we say, okay, well, don't show me the 10 second clip. Show me the, the, I mean, show me this guy's 50 years of life. Uh, he might be saying, I'm security for the world. I served in the fucking U.S. Army. I mean, he even right. goes on to say, do you want China to fucking come in here? And, you know, like, I'm security for the world. You don't right. – he, he might be of completely sound mind. Now, he might not be. He might think he's yeah. fucking security for the world, and uh, he may have never served in the Army. Uh, but uh, I'm just well, – This is what I see from experience. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but what I see is he's scared. Um, and his adrenaline is through the roof. And why? Why is his adrenaline through the roof? When you see somebody bumbling and stumbling through their words like that, it's two reasons. One, they're either on drugs or alcohol, or 
they've got a rage and adrenaline that's filling their body and they say weird stuff. You see cops have a hard time saying, stop, don't move when their adrenaline goes up. Um, they cops say ridiculous things when they're scared and their adrenaline goes up. Um, I think that this guy was ready to go to jail. Um, I think honestly, I think this guy might've been ready to die. Like we saw on this other one. I think he was done. Um, but I think he was ramping himself up to do his worst. And I think that's why he was stumbling. So let's go back to fear really fast. And what, what happens this woman, this female cop gets a call by herself. And she's going to go with this empathetic mindset of, I have to be, have this open-handed kindness towards everybody. And it's at the mall and Uh, you know, the mall is not overtly threatening. We're we're not, it's not like going to the trailer parks. Trailer parks are scarier than the mall. I would argue. So she's going to the mall and you're right. She is going there to deescalate and she goes in there to deescalate. But what she's doing is her brain's going faster than her words and her actions. Her brain is going 10 million miles an hour when everything else is going five miles an hour. So when this guy stands up and starts walking, her mind is going, man, that's a big motherfucker. And his hands aren't in his pockets. Wait a minute. This isn't a trespassing call. Wait a minute. We should go for backup. But if I get on my, my radio and call for backup, he's going to see my hand go to my radio and that's going to set him off even further. And that's not going to be deescalating all the meanwhile, this dude's putting his actions into, uh, or he's putting his thoughts into actual action. So she's sitting here trying to think about it while he's still acting. He's still walking towards her. Now her brain's going, wait, he's walking towards us. This isn't how this was supposed to, to go down. This is supposed to be a trespass. Now she's got to think of how to articulate why she's there. She's trying to articulate while he's there, while he's putting into action, moving forward with his hands in his pockets. And I can tell you the whole time she's going, wait a minute, I've done this in the academy. Hang on. This was the red man scenario in the academy where he comes at me. His hands are in his pocket. He's double my size. I'm supposed to shoot this guy. But wait, I don't want to shoot this guy. I'm at the mall and everybody's going to crucify me. Oh, and wait, guy, get back, get back. And she puts her hands out and he goes to fighting her right off of the bat. And so what she has is this, this, this fear of what am I supposed to do right now? She doesn't have the confidence because the confidence that she gained in the academy is being uh, is being questioned by society and saying society is saying you should do one thing in this scenario <laughs> you know even michelle obama like shooting people in the legs and stuff like that uh or, or not michelle obama who was that uh, joy behar yeah joy um, behar. um and and so you know you've got society saying that you should do one thing but the academy is saying no when they're oversized they overpower you and they swing for your face and they say things like i'm going to kill you you are justified in shooting them because this is a real fight and this is a real deal and you're gambling with your life and i've told these stories on this podcast a thousand times that you can gamble with your life if, if you know jujitsu great if you trust your jujitsu if you've got that confidence awesome go for it my brother is an amazing golfer he golfs every single day he works on a golf course a very uh famous golf course uh he's a caddy to many professionals he's traveled around the world being a caddy but if you ask my brother why he doesn't compete and everybody asks why he doesn't compete, it's because he says i don't have the confidence that when i get into these tough situations that i can pull myself out of them and i end up doing horribly i can go and shoot a 70 or a 68 uh, any given week. But when you put me on the contest field, you know, I shoot a 79 
um, or an 80, 83 and things like that. And so it doesn't matter, you know, some guys can go and practice three days a week and be really great at golf and have all the confidence in the world to get on that golf course and compete just because you do jujitsu, just because you do CrossFit doesn't mean that you necessarily have the confidence to put those actions or that you want to do that. You want to gamble it. Listen, I've got a friend who loves jujitsu and just, you know, Hey, Mike, the cop, for example, Mike, the cop would love for somebody to fuck around so they can find out. But I have another friend who does jujitsu a lot. He's been doing jujitsu for like 25 years right now, bro. That guy doesn't want to fight anyone. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to be a cop. He doesn't want to be in the army. He doesn't want to do any of this. He does it to stay in shape. He does it to blah, 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 whatever. I I still maintain that's one of the tenets of Brazilian jiu-jitsu it's it's about the control it's not about the fight right so sure but what i'm saying is even if this girl does brazilian jiu-jitsu and is confident in her skill doesn't mean she wants to gamble her life with those right she might be sitting in that position she might be a black belt brazilian jiu-jitsu i don't know but is it incumbent on her to say yeah i'm a black belt and i know that i can beat this guy even though he's three times my size and i'm going to gamble on that right now but if i lose if i'm wrong i'm dead I'm dead. He's got my gun and we're at the mall. <laughs> um, I, I got a couple of points to make here. And it's, again, I'm not giving away my stance. On, I just want to play devil's advocate on a few things. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that that guy is scared. He's not acting scared. He's acting aggressive. No, I, were... I don't think he's scared, but I think he's aggressive. And I think he knows. I think he's putting into action what he wants to happen. Yeah. And that, he and he's you're, never you're right. done that I mean, before. And that's cats confusing him. Like he's like, well, yeah, I'm I don't know that he's die. I'm about to beat this bitch's ass right now. Holy <laughs> I don't know shit. that he's never done it before because the the call was for an aggressive trespasser. I don't think it. I don't think it's captured in that 911 call. But the call well, the call was for an aggressive trespasser. So he right because he was he was threatening security when they tried. To oh, that's right. Him. That's right. That's why he was an aggressive trespassing call because he was like, and he was sleeping in the Macy's. And now the um. Well, hang on a second. Okay, because we were we're also talking about um the Matthew room, as we used to call it when I was in training, the Matt room. Okay. Matt, we're, we were just more formal. So we call it Matthew room. Okay. Um, she, you're right. She was trained in the red man drill to fight, 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 and fight, fight, fight. And this, fight. this is a red man drill. Is it this not? Is totally a like, red man in drill. Every single Academy class that's ever happened. That's had a yes. red man. This exact trespassing right. homeless dude, hands in yeah. his pockets, twice your fucking size. You're right. You're a thousand percent right. But but you're also taught about the intermediate weapons that you have on your belt. And you're also taught, and in, 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 in contrast, you're also taught officer subject factors. You're taught size of the subject versus size of the officer. You know, those those are things that you need to take into consideration, the aggressiveness. Now, and in, in, in their red man scenario... If you use your tools, do you pass? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you pass? Uh, yeah. Well, it okay. depends. Yeah, you do, right? Like if you yeah, if you depends. spray him, you, you probably are doing pretty good. Um, even if he beat your ass after you spray him, you know, the, all they want to see is that did you use your tools and did you, you know, try to affect the rest? Now, the what happens is, when he comes the, for you and you run out the room? Do you pass or fail? Oh, you fail. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you fail. So you are not taught to retreat in any way, shape, or form. So had the psychologist know that before he said it was her ego and she had plenty of room to escape at any time. Um, And again, this guy is like, you know, every single one of his videos gets 100K views in the first two weeks. So uh, he's an influential human being. So when he says that she had a duty to to escape and she could have escaped, but her ego wouldn't have let her, and he's fundamentally wrong in that in that sense because she's exactly trained the opposite yeah and I, I don't think a citizen has a duty to retreat i don't know how california is I, I mean we'll go into more about their laws in a minute but 
like not even a citizen. It's not an ego thing. I, that's that's uh, that's shameful for someone to to make that assumption that she would just kill somebody in the in the name of her ego. She obviously took a punch to the head as it was, um, and she was trying to prevent a second one. I mean, I, you know, did it escalate very quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it escalated very, very, very quickly. But I think also as well as in that red man scenario. When the man says, I'm going to kill you in the red man scenario, I think that they will, no matter what you choose, whether you choose baton, whether you choose taser, whether you choose whatever, we didn't have tasers. You had to be a two-year officer minimum to get a taser. Then you had to like kind of try out for it. Um, So they would pull you aside and say, great, this is what you did. With you. But you know that you could have used deadly force in this, right? And then they would explain to you why you could have justifiably used deadly force um, because you're even then gambling. Like the guy says, I'm going to fucking kill you. That means he wants to kill you. So whatever you're doing is trying to prevent him from killing you. He, so you he have never, a deadly force situation. Words matter in this context, though. He said that he was going to fuck her up. He said he was going to kill anybody that would that they brought out there. He said in, in that situation, her, when you're by yourself you and you're up. trying to analyze a rapidly changing situation yes. in your brain, all you hear is you're going to kill me. Because when you say I'll kill everybody at this mall, I'm included. My brain goes, fuck, this dude's in it. This dude's in that, it to that's, win it. That's what Jordan Neely said last yeah. week. Uh, but, I, but what I'm saying is he doesn't have to say I'm going to kill you. You know, when, when, if I'm aggressively attacking you, Drew, and I was like, I'll oh, fucking, I don't give a fuck. I'll fuck you up, motherfucker. I'll kill everybody in this mall. Basically, what I'm saying is, I'll fucking kill you and everybody around you. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're going to hear as I'm quickly approaching your six foot two ginormous ass. Six four. And I know to protect the beehole in this situation. And I will shoot you. Um, now, listen, I, I think that this was, was, you know, and then when you add the punch to the face, you know, I think what she's doing is analyzing this red man scenario, hundred percent. Like, I think she's yeah. saying, like, I've seen this before. He hit me in the face. He's double my says Like, I think she's trying to add it up, and she's even questioning herself. Like, I mean, like, if you could put a question mark on the end of a bullet, you know, like, <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Like that first shot to me, like, looked like it had a question mark on it. Like, bam. Like, huh? And then she was um, like, do it yeah, again. That bam. Because she's still trying to process in her mind, like. That's Am I it. doing the right thing here? That, that's that's exactly right. But then she took the second shot, but it was because the first shot was ineffective. And he's, that's got to be, and that's got to scare the shit out of you. That's terrifying. So, you know, they, you know, the most terrifying dream that a lot of cops have, and I've had this dream so often. And actually, I had the dream analyzed by one of these dream people, and they said it was because I wasn't confident in my shooting skills, even though I shot ninety nine point seven or hundred every single time I shot. Uh, is that that whenever I would shoot at a suspect, the bullets wouldn't I would miss every round or the, you, you, the, the, the bullets would fly and hit. And so, like, my biggest fear is like, OK, my last ditch effort is to shoot somebody and it doesn't work. And you so would be when, shocked, Eric, how many people have that same dream? Oh, myself heard, included. Yeah. Uh, the cement trigger. The bullets yes. just trickling uh, out or, uh, yeah, or, or an empty gun. And it, it goes to the greater psychology of always worried about whether you're prepared for the worst or not. That's exactly. And that's crazy because now she lives that. And when I see this video and she shoots that dude and he doesn't flinch, that's that nightmare, dude. That's that nightmare that so many cops have had where you're like, whoa, I just put a 45 in that dude center mass. I was taught that that's, 
that's in. That's over. That's why I, like I put a question mark on the end of that bullet because she's got more questions than answers after she pulls that trigger. And then when she pulls it a second time and he just turns around and walks away, she's still like, what the fuck? Like, this right. is not how that scenario played. Like, this is this is a nightmare. Uh, and he it's walked going away confidently, like, by the way. Right. He yeah. did. He walked away. Um, oh, yeah. We haven't seen that yet. But he walked but he walks what? away confidently. And, and it's a it's it would be a worry to me that if I use deadly force and this guy is going to his little blanket or whatever he's got out there that, OK, well, he's coming. He's coming for something. He's going to get something now for me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that would be I've my guy is working. Yeah. Um, and and that's why I think that, you know, this poor deputy, um, I, I really empathize with everything that she's feeling because I think she's trying to do the right thing. And the right thing is by the book, right? Like I would, if I had to guess, she's not more than a five-year officer at all. I, I'd well, this, probably this, somewhere around two years. This is if, very if I had to important. Guess. This is very important, the context or the, 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 the era she was trained in because California established law. So, so. This is no matter. This is no longer a matter of is she within policy. This okay. is now is she within statute because they've added things to their specific use of force law, just like a lot of liberal states have done. Uh, Minnesota, for one, because of obviously because of George Floyd, and a lot of this was born out of George Floyd. Uh, Washington State has done the same thing. It severely limits what a law enforcement officer to do. It, like it, it is making you. Th- triple and quadruple guess yourself before you use any force if she were trained in the red man before that she's she's doing what she was trained to do essentially which is not retreat just fight and i mean i think there is an issue with not using the intermediate weapons but there, there's you know that's i wasn't there but after that after the statute is enacted She's not going to get grandfathered in, and, and, and they're not going to say, well, you were trained differently, so you're good. They're going to say, oh, no, there's a statute that says that you should not have shot that guy. You should have taken this into account, this into account, and this into account, and you violated that. And it's my thought and theory that she's going to be indicted, especially with George Gascon as the I, uh, as the I, I think attorney. it's coming. I think it's coming, especially because I've already seen, like, so many people gearing up to do this, these big wig influencers. You know, and, and they, listen, these influencer psychologists who I like – they're not they're not going through the interwebs to try to find a case these cases are being sent to them and who are they being sent to by and why does youtube i mean the one guy i mean i'm not gonna say his name just because i don't i don't want to get his cloud or be you know have our fans go over there and and whatever but he uh you know he, he is the most boring psychologist and he does the most boring and obtuse breakdowns of these cases now what cases i do like are when he breaks down serial killers and things that have nothing to do with law enforcement but every law enforcement case he's on the side of the criminal every single time no matter what and why are those cases coming to his desk who's sending him those and those are those are the ad agencies those are the publicists telling him that this would be a good one to break down and here's the take you're going to take on it and that's why you're getting a huge boost in the algorithm and that's why we're you know why we're stuck in the algorithm <laughs> you know that's that's why we're at 9180 for three months on on uh, instagram after getting 100 followers a week um forever and so you know uh, guys like this get to go to the top even though nobody i guarantee you i'm the only joe schmuckatelli listening to that shit and, yeah. I, and i only do it for true crime tuesday nights <laughs> guys who have never been in a fight before 
I, like I don't know that guy. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know his background, but it seems to me like if you've never been in a fight before, you've never been in those shoes. This is why I say law enforcement is so unique. Like I, I got attacked so fucking hard and it was kind of just at the beginning of me being associated with failure to stop it. I got attacked on every front for, for my opinions about Uvalde and those officers sure. and, and waiting for stuff to come out. And it was always people who have never fucking never even experienced the training of an active shooter and i still maintain as a civilian if you go through active shooter training and it's done properly you will urinate all over yourself and it and is so crazy. what they're expecting is a standard of perfection in a scenario that they couldn't even pass in training and and they're they're trying to pick up the pick out the finer points that they've never been out of their fucking uh out of their living room let, sure. let alone in an active shooter scenario so um, a lot of these people that are Monday morning quarterbacking the cops, I, I'm I'm all for like full scrutiny. And as you can see, I'm taking devil's advocate positions on a lot of this yeah, stuff. Now, the, but the, the, you're right. You're you're absolutely right with with all these people Monday morning quarterbacking because that's what they're doing. But the problem is, it's not just Monday morning quarterbacking. It's it's putting these people it's in indicting. jail. It's putting cops yeah, it's, in, in prison, and that's what's right. scary. And I think that this cop is going to be indicted, and that's sad. And I saw somebody I in the chats, um, Red, my old partner, she says, makes me thankful for her old squad. There was never a time she didn't know for sure that her boys were coming. Um, one, we weren't your boys, okay? We were just the boys. All right? You didn't own us. You don't own me. Um, you were our girl. I'm <laughs> just kidding. That. <laughs> <laughs> you were my girl. Um, <laughs> oh, that got dark quick. Um, but you know, a lot of the questions were, was why didn't she wait for backup? Where was her backup? One person in the chat says, this is why I think that cops should ride doubles. Uh, and I, again, I say LA County, this is so this, you would not want to waste your time with three cops on this thing. We do a trespassing call. How many trespassing calls do you think she had done in that shift? Well, hold, hold on to, you know, just, just, just the deeper issue of somebody just fl flippantly saying, well, they should be riding double anyway. Uh, th there's a thing called the Kansas City Patrol experiment. It was done in the I don't know. Yeah, corruption. 80s. Yeah, it just no. It it talked about riding double. Like it has no effect on use of force whatsoever. If you're in fact riding single is a force multiplier because people see more police cars. So in theory, it makes the community more safe. But so just to be able to say, well, they should be riding double or blah, blah. Now calling for backup, that's a different story. I mean, you know, but you're right. The minute she goes for a radio, it's going to key him in to the fact that, oh shit, the cavalry's coming. Now I got to start to work quick. And also like, um, what's the call log, right? Like what's the call log? Because I, I was just talking to a cop the other day. He says, work's going good. He's like, it sucks though, because you really don't want to get in anything because he's like he's like you remember how we used to have backup in like two to three minutes any call anywhere in the city yeah. he's like now he's like everybody is on a call yeah and so when you're going to a call by yourself you already know that everybody's on a call and so even if you scream on the radio they're going to have to explain before they get into their cop car to whatever call that they're on you know if they're at domestic violence they can't just drop the domestic violence and go He's like, there's just nobody in the city to back you up. So if you got backup coming, it's coming from from far away. And I think that L.A. County is probably no different. And, and what I was going to about how many trespassing calls, you know, it could be that if they've got 14 people working on that squad in that area, you know, 10 of them are probably on a trespassing call of some kind. Yeah. I, I mean, whether that be shoplifting or. Uh, you know, illegal parking or something else. I mean, you know, these people are taking 25 calls a night in 12 hours. That's like a call every hour. That's like two calls an hour. 
Right. And when you have a page full of calls that are holding, meaning like as right. soon as you clear this one, you got to go on to the next. That means nobody else is available to come to you. Now, right. it's it just like Red says, if you key that mic and says I'm in a and say I'm in a fight, everybody will drop what they're doing and everybody right. will get to you. It's just a matter that they're they're probably not close to you. That's part of the problem. It's part of the problem with defund or, or reimagining police. Uh, I, I can tell you too. Uh, I consulted in full disclosure. I consulted with our boy Marlon Marachi. Um, yeah, what did he say? He trains. Uh, he trains this stuff. I really want to bring him on to have a, a broader conversation about the laws themselves. Um, so I don't want to spoil a whole lot. He he agrees that she's probably going to be indicted. In fact, um, it's 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 a it's a lot of things. It's the intermediate weapon. The the lack of use of the intermediate weapon. It's the um, uh, not calling for backup at the time. There's also it's also kind of problematic. She makes a statement that we'll play in a minute on the body cam, um, and it's it's unfortunate because they live in the George Gascon era. He he says specifically that that area where this took place is copland. That's where all the cops live. It's very chill there, and to have yeah. an officer involved shooting there was a, a was quite an eye opener to begin with. And so that but, and that that tells me a lot too is because she's not used to being in that situation often. Yeah, you know, let's, for so, me, you know, I always tell the story that I had one really big guy that was like I, I was like, hey, he ran from me in his car and he wrecked. And I ran up to the car and he was trying to get out and I slammed my knee into the door to slam the, the door shut. And I was like, you're not getting out of the car. Put your hands on the dash. And I had my gun pointed in his face and he said, bitch, I'm getting out of this car. I said, you're not getting out of this car. And I've got my gun in his face and he leans on the door. And when he leans on the door, there is a pressure on my hip that I had never felt before. Ooh. And I was like, whoa, this door is coming open and I'm not stopping it. So I backed up and he was like, I'm getting out of this car. Now, this dude stood up and he was about six foot four, 400 pounds. I mean, this dude's gut hang down to his knees. He was a big, ginormous, almost basically needed a wheelchair. A and he got out and I was like, whoa. And he had this massive uh, Hawaiian shirt on. And he said he was saying the same thing. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up. Well, I went and retreated behind another car. And so we were doing this dance where he would go to the left side of the car and I would retreat to the right. And then he would retreat to the left and I would go to the right. And I was yelling, let me see your hands. And I was calling for backup. But I've been in this situation a number of times. So I knew not to just shoot him because he didn't have a gun. And I knew my backup. I knew Red was going to come and get me or, or whoever. And so we're doing this. But then this woman comes out the door and she was like, I got kids in here. Shut the fuck up. And he was like, bitch, I'm going to fuck you up. And then he starts to go after her. So I have to leave the car that I'm hiding behind or that I'm playing yeah. dodge around. And I get in his face and I pepper spray him. And he falls to his knees instantaneous, grabs his thing. It was like the movie Platoon. He brings his arms to his eyes and then takes his arms out and goes, why? Yeah. And he falls over <laughs> choking and gagging. Now, listen, if that pepper spray wouldn't have worked, there's no way my taser was going to work. That dude was 400 pounds. I don't even know if the taser works on somebody that fucking fat. I don't know. But I was thinking in my mind is if this guy gets a hold of me, I'm finished. All he has to do is lay on me. There's nothing I'll be able to do. This dude yeah. will manhandle the shit out of me in any way, shape, or form. So I was generally scared of this guy. But you know what? I've been in a lot of those situations because I was in something crazy like that every single night. And so I knew how to retreat. This girl doesn't get to see that very often. And she's a female. And, and listen, females get treated different by suspects most yes. of the time. Yes. Most of the time, a suspect will calm the fuck down when a girl gets there. Well, so, it's, it's also polar. So they're either completely compliant because they feel 
the motherly love or Brett should be able to tell you this or the other side of it is like I ain't had no fucking woman tell me what the fuck to do it, it, which is a clear indication that they're about to whip your fucking ass right but more times than not when a female shows up I mean, dude, I, I, you know, like Red will tell you, Red could be like, you know, I could be verbally fighting a dude, you know, just laughing. And Red could be like, hey, Buzz, sit down. And he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's man, you're a bitch. I, you know what I mean? But then you're like, man, just because she's got like red hair and she's tall as shit, you know, whatever. So, I, I you know, as somebody said in the chat, it's like, why didn't she shoot him in the leg? She shot him in the chest and that didn't work. So I can only yeah, imagine right. what happened. So that, there, there goes that. Um, and by the way, again, fine motor skills go down when when adrenaline goes up. And I don't think when you're trying to process everything that her, you know, our, her small police brain, right? Because our, we're cops, dude. We're not, we're not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. We're not uh, extreme athletes. If we were any of those things, we wouldn't have been cops. So, like, come on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If she, yeah, so I, I, I really feel like in this scenario, she was set up from failure from the beginning. But I think she did a, you know, I think she did what she could with yeah. what training she had. Now let's play this next clip really fast because I want to play the. I will. I just. Whole I want to address an elephant. I, I want to address an elephant in the room with this. With that IA sergeant. That Lasko's retired. not that fat. He's not that big. Yeah, well, that was the elephant that was chasing you. Uh, <laughs> the uh, elephant in the room is that this that that IA retired IA sergeant in the news clip, uh, and that came from Fox Five LA or wherever it came from. Give him credit, but she's saying, "Look, as a female, I'm not going to confront that guy on my, on my own." My theory is this: Look, I get that, I completely get that, but you're trained the exact same, and you get paid the exact same money. So the physical fitness standards are not any different for you. It just in, in other words, if you're admitting you can't do the job because you're a slight female, you're admitting you can't do the job. I, I do completely empathize. I know, I know deputies that were beaten, female deputies that were beaten within an inch of their life on two or yeah. three different occasions. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, and I'm not completely disregarding it. But they also bounced back and be and came back to work and came back to the job because this is part of it. You could be a male and still get your ass beat. You're probably more susceptible if you're a frail woman, but that means that you have a, a belt full of weapons that you ought to train to use, that you better know how to train to use. And the other thing is too, I'm not gonna I'm not assuming the race of the officer. I don't know that this was white on white. I don't know that. That's true. She does. But it is very LA. Like he looks like yeah. an old LA skater. He yeah. talk to LA. She's even like, There's, oh, dude, <laughs> like, bro. There, there is bro. also, and so, so the general public understands there, there's also a level of decorum among the homeless, to be honest with you. I'm, I hate to paint with such broad strokes, but I can tell you in the Citrus Park area of, of Hillsborough County, the homeless people are very compliant and they're polite and we know who they are and yeah. they know what to do when we approach them. If you go into the like uh, tr more transient area of maybe what we would call district one of Hillsborough County, where it's right near a mental, uh, uh, several halfway houses, mental institutions, the universities out there, the, the, uh, the VA hospitals out there, y you don't know a lot of those guys out there. And a lot of them are aggressive because they do run the streets and they do rule the streets. So yeah. You know, location is important when you're 
it, using the context of dealing with a homeless person, to be honest. I mean, that's right. just reality. Uh, you so want the clip? Let's play, let's play this whole clip now. Um, we'll break it down. So this was... Um, oh, wait. Yeah, you're fine. Keep going. Okay, uh, and it's a good old stereotypical Los Angeles... So this was pulled from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department website. It's basically a community debrief that just, you know, in the interest of transparency, they they show you everything that they had. They a lot of agencies will use uh, an officer to explain this. Like what we're seeing is a Google image (laughs) that's focusing in on the mall. I, I suspect that they're getting smart and not putting a face with this use of force, therefore nobody has to testify or no, they don't have to become a witness or it doesn't have to be a black face or a white face or a, a Hispanic Station face. Station Deputy Downpour, how can I help you? Hello. Um, calling from the West Valencia Mall, just calling because we basically have this transient who was, we were causing issues at first, but we found him sleeping in front of these. We tried talking to him. I know, you know, it's part of property. You can't sleep here, but... He does not want to leave at all. Like, he just basically just wants to start a fight whenever we go up to him, try to make him leave. Um, do you want us to come there and trespass him? Yeah, basically. Like, just to come down here and just make him leave property because whenever we try to talk to him, he just gets really irate and just basically just says, the only way I'm going to get out of here is I put one of you in the chokehold, stuff like that. All right, what's your address there? Hmm. And that, that call note chokehold. is going to make it onto her screen. Yeah, She's going to see that. Right. Uh, so I'm sorry. So it's a security camera video obtained from the shopping center. The shopping center shows uh, the man later identified as 50 year old Christopher Lee Mercurio sitting next to the entrance of the mall. When deputy one arrived at the location, Mercurio stood and approached deputy one. So uh, what we're going to see is uh, she, uh, her attempting to deescalate, but uh, it was futile. We'll, we'll, we'll take it from just before we see it. I'd like to take a moment to say that Ghostbed has been a loyal sponsor since day one. We absolutely love Ghostbed and everything that they have to offer. They absolutely support law enforcement and veterans. This Memorial Day, if you go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack, uh, they are offering a 50% off sale that's going on uh, with other things. Uh, this week, they have added the Lux Bed uh, to the, the 50% off. So it used to be like 3000 bucks it's like 1500 bucks listen the lux is the way to go pretty sure you sleep on the lux is it or is that is that elijah that sleeps on the lux that's um, the that's elijah that sleeps on the lux and i sleep yeah. on elijah Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, right now, you can bundle everything so that you can get everything you need in one quick shop. That means you can get that ghost bed pillow, the cooling sheets, the table, the the uh, the the topper of the bed, the foam topper. Listen, ghost bed is incredible. I'm sleeping in a hotel room again tonight because we're traveling. I sleep in there a lot. I don't get to take my bed with me, obviously, but I can take my ghost bed pillow with me. And that's like having my teddy bear. I said it last episode. It is literally like having a teddy bear with me at a sleepover. Not going to take mommy and daddy to the sleepover with me, but I can take teddy bear with me. My ghost bed pillow is my adult version of my teddy bear. I will not sleep anywhere without my ghost bed pillow. Um, and, and really, if I could just sleep on my ghost bed everywhere I went, I would. Uh, mental health, every, being a good cop, it all starts with getting a good night's sleep. So uh, support companies who really support us. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack, 0% down, 0% financing. That's if you have Red's credit. Um, and uh, again, guys, thank you so much to Ghostbed for being a loyal sponsor. Since day one of this show, they literally pay our salaries and we couldn't thank them enough. So support those who support us and go to drinking. Uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack.
All right. Oh, go ahead and hit play. Okay, so she's approaching uh, in the vehicle. You can see her by red circle there that she's uh, walking up to the suspect. Uh, I mean, we'll call him a suspect at this point because uh, he was being aggressive and told security that he he would put them in a chokehold, which is now he's he's walking at her pretty quick. She's walking backwards. This parking lot's pretty empty. They're underneath an overpass. She's now getting out into the road. I don't know if she was thinking this or she felt it or sensed it, but by the time her back foot is about one step from the road, that's when her gun comes out. That tells me that she's probably like, I'm about to get hit by a car because I've got tons of tunnel vision yeah. and you're forcing me out into the street. I can't back up any further. I don't think this, it was just chance that she drew her weapon out one step before going out into the road. That could be the trigger. I, I'm not, no pun intended, but I mean, it, it's like the home run fence. Like when you're an outfielder, you you definitely keep your uh, non-glove hand out back behind you so you can start feeling for the home run fence so you know where to make your leap. Like it just... It's a trigger yeah. for you. The following body-worn camera video shows the interaction between Deputy One and Mercurio. It shows uh, Mercurio not complying with the deputy's commands uh, and approaching her in a very confrontational, it doesn't say very, but in a confrontational manner, and then assaulting the deputy by punching her in the face and in the head. Um, the thing about this video is the audio doesn't kick in for a couple seconds, like 30 right. seconds. It's so she's showing up to the mall, stuff. the parking garage area. She's it's dark. She's going into a dimly lit kind of a corridor to the mall. Like I said, it's got like one of those little overpasses that pedestrians can park in the parking garage and walk over on. Now he's walking up to her and you can tell he's angry um, by his hands walk. It's a very serious walk and his hands are just dove into this army jacket that he's wearing. It's an army PT jacket. And, and he's angry. And so she's got her little open hand of kindness out. She's talking very sweet. If you watch the other videos, she's like, how are you doing tonight? What's your date of birth? Ooh. Okay. So look, look, I'm just coming over because the security for the mall. Yeah, I'm oh. not going to move at all. Okay. I will actually kill every fucker that comes here. Okay, well, we don't want that. Okay? I don't care. Okay. That's okay. what I'm where okay, I'm look, at. Okay, look. I'm just trying to talk to you. Okay, okay I'm going to sleep right here so you can do what you want to do. Okay. Either protecting the fan or I'm going to fucking destroy your fucking human being. All right, stop right there. I, I think that's a, a very important statement. He just that made. is a huge, and it's more important than I'm the security of the world, which is what the mainstream media wanted to play for you to show you that he was crazy. This is what he said first. He was like, you can go ahead and protect and serve or I'm going to destroy your human being. What he was trying yeah. to say, because he's amped up, he's jacked up right now. He knew he was threatening her and his adrenaline got a hold of his words. But what he's saying is like, I'm going to fucking take your soul. Yeah, I'm going to destroy your existence. That's I, what he was I, saying. I definitely interpret that the same way. Like, I, I am going to destroy your human being. Like, yes. you're a human being. I'm going to yeah. destroy that. I'm going to take all of that. Understand? I understand, but understand. why are you coming at me like that? Well, I'm, I'm just, just letting you and, know. And I'm just letting you know, too, okay? Don't right, tell stop. me what to do. Okay. Why are you coming at me like that? Why are you coming at me like that? Like I, Basically, she's saying, like, yo, why are you coming at me like that? And then her little, like, uh, that little L.A. freaking, what, I don't know, what do you call those, like, L.A. girls? Like, girl? <laughs> like, it's starting to come out. She's like, what? You know, like, a little gangster. Oh, my God. Like, like, are you fucking serious? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, by the way, all, all I mean, she's conditioned, trained, and now uh, forced to to use these words for de-escalation. So everything they've asked for, she's attempting. Yeah, I'm not telling you what to do. Okay, I'm just letting you know what security has advised us. Okay? I am security for the whole country. Okay, you want Iran and China to fucking bust your nut or what? No, not at all. 
Well, I'm Did the I guy. Say that? Listen to me. Did I okay, now stop. Just Mainstream listen. media. Yeah. Mainstream media played that same clip for you. We showed you at the beginning of the show, yeah. and they played "I'm Security for the World," and then he, and then it goes, it edits to her saying, "No, you listen to me." Yeah. Uh, now, when the psychologist broke this down, he broke that down as part of her ego, and he says, "Now listen, he's trying to he's trying to open up to her to let him know I'm security of the world." That shows that he has mental instability, and she says, "No, you listen," and then he says, "No, you listen to me." That's not what she says here. She's trying to empathize with a little mental illness is what I see. That, yeah. So he didn't watch this video in context. He, he took his mainstream media and blasted out to his hundreds of thousands of viewers. And then and, and that's what they're forever going to take from this is that she had an ego problem. And she says, no, you listen to me. That's not how this went down. Go ahead. I, I, she's got a fight on her hands and she knows it at this point. And she is absolutely using verbal judo. And these hands in the to, pockets to has got her shitting herself. The, the hands yeah. in the pockets has got her shitting herself because she's like, and, "That's fucking terrible." Like, no right. cop wants to talk to you with your hands in your pockets. Period. Like, it's nope. That especially, is not especially good. the jacket pocket. That's a little bit different than your pants yeah. pocket because your your pants are tight against your body. So and it's an hard army to jacket. Pull a, yeah, plus it's an army jacket, and you know. You know who wears those. Oh, I'm telling you right Listen now. Listen to no, what? I'm, no, we're not doing that. You know that. what? Hey, you better step back, dude. Step back. I'm going to fuck step. your ass up, okay. bitch. You better step back, right? That's a pretty poignant statement. Right I said, yeah. get the fuck yeah, out of here step now. Back. Step back, right? Fuck. I'm in the fight. I'm in the fight. Stick to it. This fight. And he punches her. Get off me. Get off me. Fuck you, nigger. If you come any closer, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you, dude. I'm going to fuck I'm gonna you. Shoot you. Gonna shoot you heard what you fuck thought. Fuck your you heard. human being up. No, yeah, he 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 called her the N word. You heard that. That I mean, I thought out. you could shoot people just for using Stop. the N word if they're white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you, dude. Shoot. Get off me. Still walking dude. towards. And putting his hands out. And putting his hands out. Yep. Still walking towards, but he now thinks about it and look how he walks away very briskly. It's not like. It's shot not fire, like he's being fire. affected by these Bro, gunshots. So pause it really assumed. quick. Chills yeah. up my back. When I watched this the yeah. first time, I was I, like, this is my worst case yes. scenario. She's young. She's pretty new at being a cop, or at least new to a situation like this. She just shot a dude twice. It's not working. He's walking away. Her brain is like, what the fuck, man? Are you kidding me? Why is this happening to me? This is insane. This doesn't happen to me. I'm a Valley girl. I'm an LA girl. I'm LA <laughs> chic, bitch. Like, That's what the fuck? Th this, this though, by the way, is um, you know, and I'm not likening him to a monster, but th this is this is Godzilla. This is every Godzilla movie you saw as a kid. You you can send warplanes. You can send, war you can send uh, uh, helicopters. You can shoot them with tanks. And he's just keep he just keeps coming at you. It's just oh, it's so Terminator. when people say things like you should just shoot him in the leg or yeah, why did they have to shoot him six times? Or why did they have to shoot him in the back? Or all these other things. Deadly force is deadly force. And and, and it is meant to uh, in her mind, she it, it's threat of death or great bodily harm, an imminent threat of death or great bodily harm. And she is trying to utilize the force that you know, she thinks that she's authorized to use and it's not working. It's ineffective. This is deadly force. And it's not. And working. listen, if it, she was conditioned futile. black as the psychiatrist and psychologist would like to paint the picture that she's lost all reason and she would have dumped a mag into that dick. 
That's true. But she didn't. She shot him once. And like I said, if I could, he- if you could, if I could hear a bullet that had a question mark, that first bullet had a question mark on it all day long, um, which says a lot. She was in control. She was trying to process something that was very rapidly. Oh, and by the way, a six foot two, six foot four veteran punched her in the face. Yeah, bearded, so- and, and told her that he was going to wipe her off the planet. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> Everybody's got a plan until they get smacked in the mouth. She's no different. Also, I'd like to say that we try to crucify anybody for being anti-black or anti-Semite or anything like that. This dude just is a white dude that called her the N-word. So, yeah. like, why do we even care anymore? Um, location. In front. Lower level. Suspect down. Okay. Now, stop here. Do not move. She doesn't really do a lot here. Um, and, and the psychiatrist, psychologist, people like they, they call this into question. Like, what was she doing? Uh, literally she's processing. I can tell you what she's doing right now. She's processing everything that just happened. She's trying to figure out what do I do now? Now I, I did the red man scenario. He had his hands in his pockets. I've got to articulate this. I got to figure this out. He doesn't have a weapon. Oh, my backup is here. Okay. My backup. He just needs to get here really quick. Um, okay. So he didn't have a gun. He, he doesn't have a knife. He, he, but, but he came at me. He hit me. Um, you know, she's thinking a thousand miles, a thousand miles an hour here and she she's trying to process all this she's not just saying like i'm gonna let this guy lay down and die what she's saying is like i shot him twice and he didn't fucking die so i I don't see it as her just standing around i see this as a the computer doing the little yeah like you click too many buttons full yeah yeah the hard drive ram is full uh, yeah and 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 this is a tough approach like i said i mean he went back to his like basically his domicile and you don't know what he's he's getting she's still holding deadly force on him she's still holding her gun out out extended towards him but she can't go render aid at this point there's nobody else there so short of walking up on him to render aid and then him pulling a weapon out he's she's gonna have to dispatch him she's gonna have to shoot him in the head like she's she's essentially just trying to stabilize a very unstable situation and you know he's giving indicators that he's probably not going to fight but you're you're, that auditory exclusion that you experience when you when you fire your gun you're probably not hearing that you're 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 exactly right it's 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 like a, a tunnel vision situation at this point she's probably thinking what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right. So now the second cop's going to get there, and he's even going to have some questions, not too. Do not move! Okay. He slumps over now, and he makes a noise um, that is so familiar to death. Um, I've witnessed this sound uh, more than more than a few times in my life. It's that, oh. When you hear that, they are dying. There deputy go. two arrived uh, shortly after deputy one uh, discharged the weapon, and you can see his urgency. He's running to her to try to help her. He's got his gun out, right? As as one would. Those are not horses you're hearing. That's all of his duty belt. Okay. Relax, he's relax, cool and calm. Relax, relax. Hey, can please. you hear me? Shots fired. Yeah, I shot him. Nine nine eight. Yes. Does he have a gun? Now stop. Now you you you're a responding officer. You don't know anything that's going on, but you've got a guy that's sitting next to a all to his homeless shit, and he's leaned over and he's dying. Now some civilian mentioned this that um, you know it doesn't look good for her. He's sitting next to his stuff. You know if there wasn't been body camera, 
you know, been harder to prove, right? Because we would have the conspiracy theories, right? Oh, how was he chasing you and beating your ass if he was found dead next to all of his belongings? So he just conveniently walked back to his belongings and died. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, you know, it's good that we have the totality of the circumstance on on the video. Because even he, you've got to think in his brain, he might be like, hang on, wait, what? So go ahead and play and you're going to see this wait what moment where he's like, hold on. You shot, you shot him? SCC, that's affirmed. Go ahead and roll 9 or 2 hour. One suspect down. No outstanding. So he's making his confirmations that, you know, did he have weapons? Stand by. Have- Hold on. Well, did he have a gun or a knife? All right, now stop. Okay, just relax. She says, I went down. We watched the video, and of course, that did not happen. And one of the psychologists and psychiatrists uh, really went hard on this, saying that she knew she'd fucked up at this moment, and she says she went down. That's not true. And I know this isn't true because I was in a fight for my life. Uh, and it made a national, it made a nationwide training video for, for or a statewide training video for, for quite some time. And it was analyzed by psychiatrists, psychologists, and the SWAT team commander and our use of force guy. And, and we sat down for hours articulating every bit, bit of the fight. And it was, it was a pretty good fight. Um, and it lasted in my brain, that fight lasted two minutes with Conor McGregor. Um, I, you know, a day after the fight, I had broke my arm. One of my teeth were broken. Uh, my nose was bleeding and everything on my, my shirt had been ripped off. Um, my vest had been unstrapped. Yeah. It was just a big, big fight. Now, the way I articulated it without seeing the body camera footage, when I articulated it to my wife, even, uh, it sounded like I went three rounds with Mike Tyson. When you watch the video, it's 30 seconds, like it's 28 seconds, not even 30 seconds. And I was so disheartened when I saw the video three months later, because in my brain, the scenario was way different than what it looked like on camera. And I think it's because your brain only takes snapshots of what's going on. And a psychiatrist said, and then you are just left to fill in the blanks. And so you fill in the blanks with whatever's natural for you to fill in the blank, whatever makes sense and whatever makes you be able to cope with what happened. Which is, which is exactly why the Supreme court talks about in Graham V Connor that we have to use what a reasonable officer's mindset would be at that moment. You can't take the video that we're watching or the video that you rewatched of what happened because you don't know what your mind is. Nobody can put themselves in your shoes in that moment. Even you don't have a correct perspective of what happened and you were there, right? Even though he had an adrenaline fueled rage and he was misspeaking saying like, I will destroy your human being because he didn't have time to think of, I'll take your fucking soul or say something that makes a little bit more sense. She too is having the adrenaline rush of her life. Dopamines and all the things that are just coursing through her veins. So she's just saying shit at this point. She's trying to stay cool. Somebody said she was hyperventilating, but she's actually handling it very well. I agree with you, Tyler Durden's a stupid name. I do think she's handling it very well, but it doesn't negate the fact that all this stuff is happening psychologically to her right now. And it's crazy. This is a crazy world for her right now. I don't expect her to say things that make necessarily perfect sense. I don't think she's lying. I think she was like, I got punched. I backed out. I'm not sure what happened, but you know, I don't think she was saying I went down. Um, I think mentally she went down. I, I think when you get hit in the face mentally, she checked out. Like she was like, fuck, I just got hit by a dude in the face. I'm down. You know what I mean? So uh, this is just her way of articulating feelings that she hasn't had time to figure out how to articulate. Go ahead. 
Um, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. I think at this point, this the second officer is he's trying to process like what the fuck happened, but he's yeah. also he, he's also well, like heart. yeah, he's also at the point of being the voice of reason and like he's trying to. Um, I, I don't think he's necessarily questioning her about the shoot. He's saying as d- he doesn't have any gun, he doesn't have a knife because he wants to approach him and start working on it. Basically, right, I think right. that he wants. But like, to make yeah, sure but he's, he's like questioning himself. Like, I just think it's funny. Not funny. I, I think it's ironic. Like, I, I think it's just like he's kind of like he's got a lot of shit processing in his brain. Like yeah. his adrenaline's starting to go up. You can see it getting sure. worse and worse. And he's like, because he asked like several times, like, "Where's the? Where did you shoot him? Where's? The, well, just play. Just play. You'll see. You'll see what I'm talking. Just relax. About. Breathe. Pull your gun. Okay, so he's figured out in his brain. All right, I'm gonna go in. I gotta do it. I gotta get going. Sir. It's a scary situation to be in. You don't yeah. know if he's got a gun. You don't it, know if it, he's got a knife. You, he's holstering his gun, putting his gloves on. So I would like our logo is covering it on the body cam. You could probably see it. We're talking about seven or eight seconds. And I know that seven or eight seconds is, is an eternity when you're bleeding from the heart, but um, it's not like they waited two or three hours or 20 minutes for the ambulance seconds. to arrive or we're talking. Yeah. Less than 10 seconds. And, and, and not knowing if the guy had a gun or not, he made the commitment. All right, I'm, I'm going up there. He even told her to holster her gun first, which, you know, Shoot him. The chest. Okay. The chest near the left side. She even knows where that fucking bullet went. That's how hyper closet. And, and I'm sorry, oh, I'm not sure, gonna sorry. be this. No, but like, okay. that's the hyper focus right there. Like yes. it says unintelligible. That's hyper focus. I shot him in the chest, left side. Like she, her, her brain had zeroed in that tunnel vision, and that's what tunnel vision is. It's literally creating a scope. It's your body saying, we're going to die. Something terrible is going to happen. And this little circle, this little pinpoint circle that you can see is what's going to kill you. And that's how to fix the problem. And so she, I bet you, she probably saw that bullet hit him in the chest. That's how hyper-focused she was. She wouldn't be able to tell you how many trash cans. If there was a clown doing a parade, if there was a transvestite reading a book to children, to the left, she wouldn't have saw any of that. But she could tell you that that bullet hit him on the left side of the chest. That's how crazy the brain works in a situation like this. Absolutely. Does he have any weapons? No. Sir, he's still breathing. Sir. Where'd you shoot him? Where's he shot? Is he wearing a bulletproof vest or is that a shirt? I think it's a shirt. Uh, Los Angeles County Fire Department paramedics responded and assumed medical aid on Mercurio. He was transported to a hospital and pronounced deceased. Uh, Deputy one was transported to a hospital where she was treated for injuries to her face and head. The California Department of Justice Division of Law Enforcement has uh, reviewed the incident and has assumed control of the investigative of the investigation uh, pursuant to that AB 1506 and the DOJ will submit its findings to the attorney general's office for review as to the legality of the use of force. I don't even know if he was, if he was black, 
hands down she'd be out she'd be done they'd be calling for uh, it'd be it'd be chaos yeah but this is white department of justice does not give a fuck about a white person and you watch because we know that the department of justice would have de- taken this way differently had this been a black dude way differently um and they That's- are not going to give a fuck about this and they're probably going to put out an actual reasonable statement because he was because he's just a white guy and we don't there's there's nothing politically or cool about that so uh i, I just p- personal thought and opinion just in the political climate and that's this is this is what's getting cops killed this is what's getting citizens killed she's she's going to have to answer to this in court she's going to have to defend herself she's going to have to in you know the court of public opinion just like with the psychologist she's she's guilty till proven innocent but we know different she's innocent till proven guilty and there there are a lot of contributing factors in this thing like you know the statements he made his aggressiveness and uh, but there are also some mitigating factors that she had other weapons or other manners uh, other means to to um, control the situation and that's the ultimate goal in this is just getting control Um, but the also but but also the the the, uh, wrench the monkey wrench in this whole thing is that it's not in the hands of the agency or in the local attorney's office anymore it is written into law they wrote this into law of what level of force you can use and and what your mind should be thinking and this is the danger i love how the internal affairs ex internal affairs sergeant said like you know i would never put myself in that situation yeah well how would you have gotten out of the situation right how would you not have had yourself in that situation like that guy walked up on you she didn't ask him to walk up on her. And once that's he's what I'm there, saying. once he's there, you got to take care of it. Like, you, what, you, what, what what kind of cop would you be if you just walked? If you just said, "Oh, you walked at me aggressively, I'm leaving." Bye. You are See essentially ya. saying that you can't you can't perform the duties of a deputy sheriff. That's She's exactly insane. what you're saying when you say that. I think that that woman should be shamed. I'm going to probably look at her. I'd like to to do some research on her. Um, but shame on her. Shame on her yeah. for going to the media and just being an absolute they went unempathetic to her, fucking um yeah. yeah, but she was ready for it. Uh that, that that's a professional place to 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 do a shot. That's that's the corner of the room. It's white, it's very well lit. That's that's artificial lighting on her all day long. I'm serious. <laughs> I got that's no, that but, has to be but Eric, I mean if I, I've done that before for our local news here, like I've got the phone call about you know, an undercover situation that that they wanted my opinion and I you know, sat in something similar to this. I mean, you're not going to just go outside by the pond and turn on your fucking iPhone camera. You, you want to look the best that you can look. You got to look credible, right? Right. So I, I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into that. I don't. I no. I think she. I, I think the I, words I think are they important. went to her because she's already and she has experience with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or or they kind of know what they're going to get from her. All exactly. I mean, that's what I believe. I mean, shame on her because you know this is. Yeah, this is there's nothing criminal here. Actually, the only thing criminal here is that man's actions. So I think it is legally it's a good shoot. Um, I don't don't believe there's criminal intent. So uh, I I don't think murder is uh, murder is probably what she's going to be charged with. I think that if anything, that she would have to answer to a manslaughter because of the lack of intent. But what are you supposed to do when somebody tells you they're going to wipe and then furthers it by slapping you across the head? Yeah, I think she's justified in this um, completely, to be honest with you. Uh, and and I, I know Monday morning quarterbacks, I'm not going to get into what I would have done or what she should have done. Um, 
I can only t- I can only break down what she chose to do and what she did, and I, I don't think it, it was unlawful what she chose. Um, obviously, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, and you're going to get different results. Um, but at the end of the day, this cat got skinned, and 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 that's that. So uh, I do think it's a good sense. I just, I think it's a great example. I think people should watch this um, in the academies. They should watch this shoot because I I think it can prepare you for a lot of things. Like what, what do you do when you shoot somebody and that doesn't work? What do you do when a real red man comes at you? You know, this isn't pass or fail and red man, that scenario, this exact scenario in red man is pass or fail. Um, but here we see that the society sees that difference. So maybe we change red man. Do we change our tactic here? And, and then, and then what, what is your duty to act? Because if, if he says he's going to kill everybody in the mall and she does retreat, and then he says, you know, fuck it. And he goes back to his gear and he pulls out a gun and runs through those sliding glass doors. What do we have now? We have an active shooter. Are you willing to yeah. take that gamble every time? Yeah. The mall is closed. I, I don't, I, I mean, I see it differently. I don't know that we're on the hook for that, but. You th- um, I don't think we're on the hook for that. I, I think I if, didn't know that the mall was closed. So. Yeah, well, that was what they were saying. It was it's closing time and blah blah blah, and this guy won't leave. Gotcha. He's he's threatening to put security in a choke. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I didn't know that. Um, you know, I I just I feel horrible for her, and uh, there is a big part of me that feels horrible for the homeless guy. So even if so, if he was mentally ill, sure, then we probably should have a little empathy for him. It's I mean, it's up yeah. to you whether you want to have it or not. I mean, I mean he, he, but, he I mean like let's go. Like, he still that dude tried was ready to be. To yeah, yeah he still, still tried to beat to the fuck out of a police officer. He still tried to beat the fuck out of a uh, woman. You know, yeah. so this this guy this guy wanted to leave this earth. Yeah, I think like so. I think he was like fuck it, dude. I don't give a fuck. I mean, just, I mean, it's it's almost like exactly what I felt like with the case last week. It's just we have a lot of people that are just saying, eh, fuck it, let's go, let's right. fucking do it. Who cares? It goes to the the broader conversation of mental health care in the United States, and 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 exactly. Then you know, even some of the we we had a great Com Center episode last night. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, somebody will go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. John and I covered a lot of. Uh, it was a veteran suicide by cop, basically, and uh, you know, I have a so lot of. It, it was just th- th- this this poor veteran man. I mean, your heart just breaks, and and I don't know if this is the same scenario with this guy. I don't know if he was a veteran or if he just picked up an army jacket from, from the uh, Goodwill or whatever. But, um, you know, it does go to the broader conversation about men- mental health, and um, it, and it does, you know, some of the complaints or 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 comments that I see about what we covered is, you know, that. Uh, you know, everybody's a victim now and everybody, and that's right. And that's, that's how everything is starting to get watered down. So the people that need actual treatment aren't getting the treatment they deserve because everybody all of a sudden is a victim or everybody has trauma or everybody has this or every, but we've been through some shit over the last three or four years, all of us in society in the United States. And, um, I think it has had an effect on our mental health and uh, we're in decline. And then not only that, then you couple that with the perfect storm of what happened to George Floyd. So now all of a sudden everyone feels knee jerk legislation has to change because they're pushing a narrative that police officers are out killing black people recklessly and willfully. And is there any indication in that young lady that you saw there that she's celebratory about shooting that guy? No, and no, she was she, very honest. She's actually. freaked like, out. I, I would have argued that she was more honest than not. I mean, she her life has changed forever. Now, forever. what did you say that Macario said? I mean, um, Macario. Um, he said Marlon. Uh, what did Marlon? Yeah, what did Marlon say that that she said something damning in this that didn't look good? 
the weapons thing. So when the when the officer was like, he didn't have a gun, he didn't have a knife, and she's like, no, he didn't have anything. But it's still it's still an argument to make in court that yeah, he I think that's her processing. Yeah, I think that's her processing in her head that I didn't see a gun or a knife. Yeah, I, I don't. It, I I I, it, I, like, also, I literally think she was just talking out of her ass all. But that when whole you time. when you talk about death or great bodily harm, right? The imminent threat of death or great bodily harm. You don't need a gun or a knife for that. If you're a if you're a towering guy that's about to overpower an officer who has weapons on her belt, you know what I'm saying? I, all of that needs to be part of the of the thought process. All of that was definitely part of her thought process. So why wouldn't we, you know, consider that in in court? I mean, it, it it'll be an interesting um, guys. Listen, we uh, we got a lot of messages from last week's things. We got some new listeners that that joined us um, from last one. I got we got a bunch of messages that we didn't expect your take on that case. I uh, says so I was going to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting that kind of talk to come out of former police officers. I learned a lot from this episode. That's what we're here for. That's that's why Friday breakdowns exist is because there are a lot of questions and there's a lot of non-transparency and there's a lot of political police officers trying to answer these things in maybe politically correct ways or they're trying to answer the questions of these in emotionals. It'd be very easy us to get up on a soapbox right now and say this guy was a homeless piece of shit and you know we back the blue and this bad this is a bad super bitch and she fucking smoked that too. But that's not what we're about here. We're trying to bridge the gap between citizens. Uh, we're trying to do what mainstream media was supposed to do, and that's bring yeah. the totality, bring uh, bring you with no agenda. So we're not you know we're not trying to solve this case. We're not trying to. Uh, take anybody's side I, really i know we're not trying to be a right versus left type of show we really aren't and when it comes down to these breakdowns we're really trying to be the voice so if you know somebody share it with them if you know somebody that has questions about some of these cases you should say you should hear what failure stop has to say about them and then explain that would be the biggest way to support this show also we love the super chats the new studio is is going great we got the flooring halfway done should be finishing up the flooring. It's raining today. So I, I they've already called me and said they're not coming in today. But uh, they will be, they're going to hit it on Saturday. We'll take today off and then the, the crew is going to be in on Saturday. So we'll be in the new studio, fingers crossed, by Monday. And that's all because of you guys. That's all because of our sponsors, ghostbed.com, manscaped, stamps.com. Um, people like uh, Rip Pack and the support from people like Outbound Beef Jerky and um, uh, uh, but our Patreon members and all the extra content. So when this new studio is up, the content is going to pour in. This is a studio set up just for YouTube videos. It is set up for lives. So you're going to get twice as much content. That's where that money's going. That money's not just going to, to bring you what we have been giving you. We've already brought in a new show in the last three weeks on Mondays where we've hired a comedian, uh, Jay Durrell, to come in and help us out with that show. And that that's growing. But, um, you know, the new microphones, the new internet for Andrea, all that stuff is to bring you more content, give you something else to do since you're not having to listen to mainstream media or mainstream radio uh, and, and things like that. So thank you again from the bottom of our hearts, everybody that was in the uh, live chats today, hide your man, blue, Tyler Durden, Will Craig, Bosco, um, Tyler, Brian W, Michael August, uh, tactic cool dude, as always, uh, James Russell, lumberjack, Falcon Nader, uh, the list goes on and on and on guys. Thank you so much again. Uh, really means the absolute world to us until next time from myself and the easy breezy, beautiful drew breezy, uh, Guns up and giddy up.